Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! Welcome to the latest edition of the Defend the Fort podcast. I'm Gerard Welbrock, and we continue our visit with the class of 2023 in the Fort A. State University Sports Hall of Fame. And today, visiting with former quarterback Sean Bear, the great Ben native, one of the members of the class of 2023. And uh, Sean, we appreciate you joining us to chat a little bit about your time at Fort A. State. And, and congratulations, Hall of Famer. It's got a pretty good ring to it. Well, Gerard, I, 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 I like that. I, you know, I've, I've used it on my daughter a couple times. You know, hey, can you get your Hall of Fame dad a, uh, <laughs> water out of the fridge? Or, you know, my phone's downstairs. Could you get your Hall of Fame dad? But she, she doesn't really buy into that very well. But, uh, no, it, it really is. A, it's, a, it's just an awesome honor and a, a neat deal. Well, tell me about, I was like, when we interview uh, Hall of Fame inductees, what it was like when you got the phone call, when you found out that you were going to be into the class of 2023, what was that like? Well, I'm not a very emotional person, but when uh, Coach Hamakey called and said that, you know, hey, I had, I had made it to the nomination process and then a few days later called me back and said that I actually got in on the first nomination, I I literally had to say, Hey, can you call me back in about five minutes? Because I, I got pretty choked up. Uh, um, I always equate it to, it's kind of like uh, looking glass and brandy, you know, those one hit wonders. Cause that's really what my season was. It was, it was a one hit wonder. I was just, I was in the right place at the right time with a, a great bunch of group of guys and, and things just worked out. Well, it was. And uh, if anybody remembers uh, that 1995 season, a playoff year for Fort Hayes State, and um, uh, you were the quarterback leading the way. It was a fun team to watch. And uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, great Bend High School, obviously had a great high school career. You, you were at Idaho State for a while. You end up at Fort Hayes State. Just kind of take us through that whole process of how that all went down and how you ended up being a Tiger. Well, I, I kind of joke. Um, that I invented the uh, transfer portal before it was known as the transfer portal. <laughs> in, uh, in high school, I had signed on um, to play football at Garden City under Brian Neely and his crew. Um, and then I had a summer of American Legion baseball that I got kind of clocked, and um, I had a scout talk to me, and so I, I ended up going to Barton County and played for Coach Hamakey actually, at Barton County. Um, and then at Christmas um, – Brian McNeely had got hired as the head coach at Idaho State University, and he called me at Christmas break and offered me a full ride to come up there, and they had a dome, and I was just, hey, full ride dome playing Division One football. So I marched up there, and I played two seasons at Idaho State. Um, then they decided they were going to start to run a little bit of an option, and, you know, uh, I, I was kidding with you earlier about not fitting inside of an 8 by 10 photograph um so i am not the option guy so i I looked for avenues to come home and actually i came back to hayes to play baseball uh for coach hamakey and i made it three weeks of running foul poles and doing what pitchers do in in the baseball deal and i said you know what i miss football i miss football so i went and talked to bob cortese and 
he kind of looked at me like, you really play quarterback, you know, in his lispy voice. And um, I said, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to walk on and play quarterback. And then I sat that year and watched Dustin McEwen march the ball all over people and, and got to see what it was like to be a backup. And, uh, hey, the following year, the the stars aligned, and and here we are making history. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't remember, you were 6'3", 220. That was what they listed you uh, your senior year. Today, you see some college quarterbacks. That doesn't seem too strange. Back then, that was different. I mean, you you were kind of a, a fullback body playing quarterback. Well, and, and Gerard, if, if you remember, because I know Steve Webster remembers, because every time Steve Webster has to talk about that season, he always <laughs> talks about the number 34 quarterback. Well, I was going to get I, to number 34, yes. I had to wear number 34 because I went through all the jerseys, the, the single-digit jerseys, the, the 12, 13, 14 jerseys. I made it all the way through the 20-numbered jerseys. Um, 33 was still too small of a jersey for me to wear, and 34 literally was the first jersey that fit my big old body. And so that's that's the story of number 34 and how it how it came about. See, that's awesome because a lot of times, you know, there's well, my dad wore that, or I looked up to this guy, or whatever. And so, um, yeah, it's the first one that fit. I love it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you kind of played that way, and, and you t- you touched on it. I mean, that was a great team. 93 had the playoff. 94 had, you know, kind of dropped a little bit. Wasn't certainly what Fort Hayes had wanted. The 95, you guys were just out of the gates and just had a great season and such a fun team to watch. So many talented players. Um, Clint Bedore on that team. He's a Hall of Famer as well at running back. That was just a fun, fun team and and a fun, fun season with obviously a lot of really good talent. Well, and that, that's just it. That's why I say I was a guy that just showed up at the right time um, in the right place because Bob Cortese was not known to be, um, let's air it out and throw it all over the place. Bob Cortese was, if you remember, he, he <laughs> robust, yeah. uh, double tights, full house backfield. We're going to run it down your throat. I think there was rumors that he sanded from the 10 yard into the end zone because he wanted the defense on skates and he could just drive you into the end zone. Um, so we did it different that year. Um, we kind of went out there and, you know, with Lance Schwent, another Hall of yes, Famer, yes. Um, Xavier Brown, Con Powell, uh, Frank Martin, those guys, I was fortunate enough to have what I would call as a group the best receiving corp in the nation that year. Just hands down, as a group, five guys, um, you couldn't find the right matchup to cover, us, cover them all. And my job became easy after, you know, the front line would did their job. And that's, you know, that's another thing. If, if they could ever induct a Hall of Fame offensive line, um, I would be the first one to nominate those guys in front of us. And I'm sure Clint Bedore would, too, because <laughs> he ran behind them. I got to throw behind him. Clint got to run behind him. And, you know, we were a, uh, an offensive dynamo um, led in all kinds of categories. So that was that's a that's a tribute to those those guys up front. And you know, hats off to Bob Cortese because you're right. I mean everybody remembers him. It was it was old school power football and to adjust like that and to recognize, hey, I've got something pretty special here, but I need to utilize their skills to the best of their abilities to do that. And some coaches don't do it as easy as others. Uh, Got to give him credit for that. And, and obviously it paid off. You guys shared an, our Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference title and made the playoffs. So uh, kudos to Coach Cortese for adjusting his philosophy to kind of fit what he had that year. 
Yeah, and you know, I can remember um, Armac had a radio show weekly, mm-hmm. and they called in about the third week when they saw that you know Fort Hayes was doing it a little bit different, and they were talking to me, and I can remember actually telling them, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You've all heard that adage, and I said, well, here's the deal, I'll Coach. Cortese is an old dog without question. And uh, he's got some new tricks and the guys laughed, you know, and I thought it was great. Heck I showed up to practice um, the next day and, and coach wanted me in the end zone and I got to do a few up downs for him for calling him an old dog on the radio. um, That was Bob Cortese for you. You know, Um, the only guy in America I know that would show up when we're having a blizzard in Hayes and we're playing that weekend. And just to show that he's tough, he shows up with no shirt on. Yeah. That and was he Bob with a no shirt on. That's Bob Cortese. Yeah, he was unique, but uh, certainly uh, did a great job of kind of turning the Tiger football fortunes around. Uh, and and for those who don't realize, it's going to you know embarrass you here a little bit and read some of your accolades. You were a AP All America first team selection um, in 1995, set a school record for passing 3,497 yards. You're two eleven of three sixty five. Tigers won eight two and two that year. We'll get more on that in a little bit. Tied with then Western State for the Rocky Mount Athletic Conference title. Um, your passing record stood for 15 years. Mike Garrison in 2010 broke it. Also set a school record for passing touchdowns in a year. That stood until uh, Chance Fuller, 24 year la- years later, broke it in 2019. You led Division II in passing yards uh, for the regular season in 95, 3,158 um, I even go on and on and on. I mean, uh, a lot of the records and the game has changed and, you know, it's way more pass happy now than it was when you played, but I um, mean, you were doing something, Robert Long had a lot of records and you were right there with him and a lot of those marks, which says a lot, but, uh, um, you kind of brought four day state football to a, to a different level just by the way you played and everybody you had around you. Well, and that, that's just that, you know, again, that's, Thank you, Coach Bob Cortese um, and, you know, Scott Isfordine, who were the, the main guys on the offensive side of the football. And I think Izzy, um, he came from a school that that's all they did was throw. So he brought a lot of that in in with us. And, and I was lucky enough that, that I could throw it around a little bit and had great targets. And we did. We actually took um, Fort Hayes and went to a, a whole different realm of things. And I think Emporia that year had the sting and shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course that was going to be their, what they were going to hang their hat on. And I think we kind of stuffed them in week one, um, week two, coach Brown comes in with his, uh, Pittsburgh tiger or Pittsburgh gorillas. <laughs> and I think they were ranked, Oh, third in the nation at that point in time. And, um, you know, our defense just went out there and just, just stopped them cold. And I think I had a pick six that game. Um, if not, we, you know, we, we knock off the number three team in the nation, um, and send, uh, coach Brown packing, but, uh, we knew we had something special at that point and it, uh, it just all came, all came together. Yeah. When it was I amazing. A couple of games and that Pitt state is one I was going to ask you about. I just remember that being an electric environment pit and their tradition and their history. Um, and this was still obviously early on in the year, but you could kind of sense after that Emporia game, four days, it was going to be pretty good. The place was packed and it was kind of, I remember down the stretch, it was kind of like neither team played to win. They just didn't want to lose. And a tie was going to be pretty good. It turned out to be good for both, but, uh, that was just such an electric environment that September night at Lewis field. I mean, that was as great of an atmosphere as you'll find would have found anywhere. Oh yeah, and you know, I, I to this day, every once in a while, I'll, I'll for old times' sake, I'll pop in the, the highlight reel of that season, <laughs> and 
there's a, a touchdown that we threw to the back corner of the end zone to Schwent, and I will guarantee you they heard us yelling and screaming in lacrosse because <laughs> it it just that Lewis Field blew up, and that was that was that's when I knew it was we were gonna we were gonna have a fun time the rest of the year. And when that game came down to the end, I went over to coach and I said, "Hey, let's let's go, let's go," and you know. Barry, you just need to shut up and listen to me. You know, he, he wanted to make sure that uh, we weren't going to lose that game. And I think the last three minutes, we just kind of took the tie. And quite honestly, the following week, we were ranked. Um, so, hey, the guy knew what he <laughs> – the old dog knew what he was talking about. And I was waiting. I, I don't think I've ever talked to a player who played under Bob Cortese who didn't have an impersonation. So I was hoping we'd get to that, and you, you got it out of the way, and they're all very unique and all very good because it was <laughs> he was such a unique guy. wanted to ask you about that Western State game, and, and well, I think it was the last game of the regular season, going to Gunnison. And, and for folks now who maybe don't remember, they were a, they were a power then, and, and they're actually ranked again now. But um, they were a good football team, and you ended up tying that game – um, but but a tie got you into the playoffs. It was, again, Bob Cortese kind of knowing what was going on. And uh, another great game on the road, some big plays. You found a way to get out of Gunnison with a tie and got you guys to the playoffs. Yeah, that that game, That's if, if there's a game that when I'm old and I'm sitting on the porch and I'm senile, there's, I'm going to remember the end of that game for, for a lifetime. Um, we, I, I believe, and I know stories get – big and long as the the years go on but I'm almost sure with four and a half minutes we were down 21 points um I remember it because my sister said that she came to or they had great Bend had some kind of a, a meeting that night one of those um oh uh, a booster function mm-hmm. of some sort and um she ran into the athletic director Clay Guthmiller of Great Bend High School at the time and he said, wow, what a way for those guys to end their season. He was just sure we had lost because he shut it off with 20, down 21 wow. with four and a half minutes left. And on the field, Coach Cortese called some kind of running play, came in, and I think he was like, you know, what a run, guys. Let's go ahead and run 22 blasts and just run it up the deal. And I kind of looked at him, and I looked at the guys, and I said, hey, what do you think? Let's just go Big Ben, which was our two-minute offense. Four and a half minutes left. Let's let's see what happens. And um, I'll be dang if we didn't run down the field. And um, I think the first one I had hit was Frank Martin got loose and got behind the secondary. And I hit Frank for about a 25-yarder. Um, we got the ball back. Again, our defense created opportunity for us. And we got a short field. And I hit Schwent in the back of the end zone. You know, And we're talking maybe a minute 40 left at this point in time. We get the ball back one more time. And, and Coach had called the play to hit Schwent down the middle. Well, I think everybody in Gunnison knew that we were going to try to throw it to Schwent. And uh, Xavier Brown had uh, run a post corner, and, and I just glanced over to him, and I saw him, and with all these guys around Schwent, I laid it to the outside, and, and he went up, and 50 seconds left in the game, there it was. You know, we, we were down an extra point, kicked that, and then we, we had come back and tied him, which, of course, got us into the playoffs. So, um, you know, that's, that's probably – that culminated – everything about Fort Hayes and, and what Bob Cortese had, had taught us and, and just, you know, the, the no quit mentality. And we actually had to remind him, Hey coach, you know, it's, it's down, but we're not out. And sure enough, we came back and, and did what we had to do to, 
to uh, qualify for the playoffs. And I guess, unfortunately, the way Division Two and it still is today, the way it's uh, structured for the postseason, you had the bad fortune of having to go to Kingsville and um, one of the best teams in the country that year. I think any other bracketing, you probably make a run, win a few games, and who knows where it goes. And, and you hung with those guys for a while, but they were so good back then and uh, just kind of unfortunate you had to go down there and, and face them on their home field because who knows how far the season would have gone. But that was a, that was a tough test for you guys uh, in that playoff game. And it was. And, and, you know, we went down there and we had watched the films and a coach coach had told us that, hey, I think their, their defense had only given up 28 points total the entire season um, of us hanging down there. And Coach kind of pulled me aside and said, you know, um, their defensive line outweighs our defensive line two to one. Um, he goes, we're just going to have to do it with finesse and through the air. And, and um, you know, our offense went down there and, and exactly that. We, we threw it. Um, we threw it all over the place. I think we ended up scoring 35. Um we even ran the ball because, again, we were able to just have the play calls that, that was a good mix and match, um, but they scored 51. And, you know, that's that's just a testament. Those guys, they're a machine. They're Texas A&M Kingsville. <laughs> well, that A&M piece of it there, there's a lot of guys that were academically ineligible to play at Texas A&M, and I think they went down to Brownsville and kind of got onto the field there. And, and um, I, I can't remember who it was, but one of them, uh, their, and their secondary turned out to be a, a heck of an NFL player. Yeah, they so, yeah they were good. They were good, but it was, yeah. it was such a such a fun run. And as you said, you were kind of a one hit wonder. But boy, that was uh, that was such a, a a fun season and uh, one of the best certainly in four day state history until some of the things that Coach Brown has done here recently. Um, maybe, maybe give us an update a little bit. Talk about uh, from your playing days, what what you're up to now, and uh, things like that for everybody who uh, would like to know and keep track of what the, the former Hall of Famer has been up to. Well, I, uh, I moved back to Great Bend. Um, I married my high school sweetheart. We, uh, we have a 15-year-old daughter who is uh, very athletic. We have, we have put a lot of miles on vehicles right now <laughs> driving around the United States. She's a, she's a pretty special volleyball player, and, and her dad gets to coach her uh, through the summers uh, playing some travel softball. Um, it's, it's really unique, Gerard, to see how we didn't socialize with people from Hayes when we were in high school. You know, that, that was, that was something you just oh, didn't yeah, do. I get it. I get it. Nowadays, social media, some of, some of her better friends are actually from Hayes. So we, we follow each other in sports and do that. But, uh, I'm just the, the dad kicking back, watching, uh, watching my daughter live her sports and athletic dreams and, uh, having a heck of a time doing it. Nothing wrong with that. That's pretty cool stuff. And, uh, uh, I guess we've got to enjoy it while we can because I grow up pretty quick. Sean, we, we appreciate the time. Anything else that we didn't touch on you wanted to wanted to share or, or talk about? No, I, I just, you know, from, from uh, 55 miles away, it's it's fun watching uh, Fort Hayes uh, this year. You know, they they, uh, they came out swinging, and, and then week two they kind of hit into a buzzsaw again from Pittsburgh. But, you know, the guys have bounced back, and, and a couple of uh, weeks of, of big wins, and, you know, uh, hopefully we can keep that momentum going. And you mentioned Coach Brown. you got to play against him um, to, to see what he's done to this program and, and, and 
just the success he had and, and, you know, now trying to build it back up after a couple of down years, but just what he's done, put Fort A state football on the map as a former tiger player and alum, I would think you and the rest of your teammates got to be so proud uh, that you see Fort A state competing at the level they are in uh, one of the toughest division two conferences in the country. Oh, I do. You know, when we moved to the MIAA, um, there was no better person to drive that bus than Coach Brown. You know, he and I's history goes go, goes way back. He oh, actually yeah, was school, at Liberal High School. Yep, he was at Liberal High School when I was at Great Bend High School. And I can remember a play in baseball where I wasn't fast and I thought I was, and so I tried to steal second base. <laughs> and he played second base for Liberal High, and he caught a ball and got kind of, you know, he's, he's a pretty aggressive player, and he kind of <laughs> got aggressive with the tag and maybe – you know, gave me a little bit of a bloody nose with a high tag. And, and um, you know, from that point on, there was a lot of competition between he and I. And, and uh, when they rolled into town my senior year at, at Fort Hayes, I thought, boy, there'd be nothing better than to finally get this guy and stuff one on him. So it's uh, – but, no, I am so happy for him um, professionally um, because, again, he's given us all a lot of things to root for. You know, there's there's times where he's he's done things uh, for his players that is uh, absolutely over the top, and my hat's off to him. I think it, it's a great fit, and I hope he stays in Hayes for many, many more years. Good stuff. Appreciate it. Sean, I appreciate you taking some time to visit with us. Again, congratulations. So excited for you. It was a thrill to watch 34 on the field, quarterbacking the Tigers, and um, so happy for you, and glad you took a little bit of time to reminisce about your playing days at Fort Hayes State. Gerard, thank you so much for reaching out to me, and I'm just uh, proud to be a Tiger. There you go. That is Sean Bear, the class of 2023 in the Fort A. State Tiger Sports Hall of Fame.